Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. Welcome back, and I am excited about today's show. It's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, which is creating second chances in your life with your parallel realities. And we will be taking some calls later, so please call in if you'd like to get in the queue for a call for our conversation with me, and that would be the number is 347 215 9485. It's 347 215 9485. Eight, five. And I am, um, like I said, excited about today's um, content, but I'm also excited because we're finally out of all that heavy energy. And I don't know if you've been feeling it, but it's been much flowier and happier. Flowier, is that a word? It is now. Um, and and, and just, it's just fall harvest energy, and it feels really good by comparison. So, Sometimes we have a slingshot, we have energy, right, where you have pullbacks, and that's one of the reasons why we have Mercury in retrogrades and eclipses and things, because it pulls us back, it, it settles us down. It's what the winter is for. When we have, you know, in parts of our world where we have four seasons um, that we can visibly participate in and see, unlike San Diego, which is perpetual summer, but uh, right now it's actually pretty feeling pretty full, like, because it's cool. But in any event, it's a pullback. It's where the slingshot pulls back. It forces you to drop old things away, to learn patience, to learn, you know, divine timing, to, uh, you know, sort of learn temperance and to strengthen up. And then poof, you know, and dig deep with your roots, roots growing underneath the surface deeper, and then it lets go. And then you really feel the good stuff coming in, right? Because you had... A reminder of how bad things could get, but with the pullback of the energy. So, um, second chances are very similar to that, and and that's why we have. Um, there's a lot of reasons why we have various failures and things. And we thought we just thought it was going to absolutely work, and it didn't. And then, uh, you know, we kind of go through that whole grieving process, and and, uh, and a lot of times we give up and don't think that there's a second chance, but there always is, especially with your parallel reality. So um, before I get into the rest of that, uh, just to let you know, we have a new course up um, at theahaway.com, and that's our uh, AHA Factor online course. And the first portion of it is a four-part video course, and then you have the option to get our full-length audio course that's a companion to the book. You don't have to have the book to take the course, but it is highly recommended that you read the book along with it and um, get fluent in the language of your intuition because of even when you're really 
um, doing parallel realities and manifesting and all of the big things that we talk about. Um, having Being fluent in the language of your intuition is the most important skill across the board because if you're not fluent in that, it's very hard to read many of the nuances and, and different aspects of the manifesting work, the different, you know, things that the universe is telling you to do, to take action on. And most of the time people skip their intuition and go right into their mental mind for, oh, God, how am I going to manifest this? Instead of allowing and, um, and they don't, because they're not fluent in their intuition, they miss all kinds of messages and steps and how-tos and whatnot from, from on high, from the universe and the energies. And so that course will really be very helpful um, for you to participate in. So that's at www.thehaahaahaway.com, okay? And um, we have a bunch of new shows up, well, a bunch of shows on YouTube now uh, from our archives, and then I'll be putting the new shows, these last this season's shows we're going to start loading those into YouTube probably in the next week as well. So um, definitely want to kind of get that channel up and going. Um, and I'm excited about that. And, of course, we are also on iTunes. So please make sure you go to iTunes. And if you review us, that would be awesome, especially if you say nice things. So, all right. So I think I think that's it for announcements right now. So why don't we go into our conversation for today, which is creating second chances. And um, I know most people, especially after the age of, I'd say, oh, 25, 26, we go through some sort of loss. And in fact, most people who listen to my show, you know, when we do a, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, annual surveys and things that we do here, I know that um, our market, the people that are really attracted to this work and to, to manifesting work are most of the times have come from some point of loss in their life, maybe you've lost a job or your health has taken a turn or you were playing a sport and you had to give it up, you ran out of money to train or you, um, the guy had an injury or you have, you know, failure in a career or a business. Oh, businesses are always just notorious for sending you into a, to a tailspin and where you perceive that you've had a failure, relationships, oh boy, that's the big one, right? Where you, your marriages break down, relationships with uh, friends, relationships with uh, significant others, relationships with family members, where you feel like, you know, you just lost an opportunity and lost, you know, someone that you dearly love. And so, um, Excuse me. A lot of times we misidentify, and most of the times we do misidentify what those failures actually mean. Obviously, there's a major grieving process that happens, and sometimes we let ourselves go through that process, and other times we mask it by trying to avoid the backslide or the you know the big slide of emotion that we can you know potentially experience. So we say it's kind of stuck in the um, failure energy as opposed to the progression of the healing energy. And then sometimes people go really deep down into the what we can normally, for a certain period of time, would consider healthy healing, grieving, which is, you know, the crying and the feeling of loss and all that. And sometimes people get stuck there, right? They just get, they see how much attention they get being in that space 
and they somehow kind of get more attention being in that grieving space or that loss space, and so it's sort of a magnet to caretakers, right, the caregiver-type people. And so they get this posse of care people, caring people around sometimes for the first time, and they can get kind of stuck and trapped in the grief process because now it's getting them, you know, love maybe that they didn't have before. So there's all sorts of, and that's not always the case, obviously, but um, there's all sorts of these, you know, there's infinite number of different, quote, failure scenarios or what I call um, hiccups, life's hiccups. And like I said, there's, there's, you know, there's big reasons for it. But at the same time, when we're working with parallel realities, we have some pretty cool resources to grab our second chances in life. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Because as I... You know, I never ask you guys to do anything I haven't done myself. And all of the work that I've done, whether it's the intuitive work or the mediumship or any of these things, I've I've really come to learn because I've been living my life, testing things out, you know, going off to the various uh, um, <clears throat> workshops and people that I've studied with along the time, you know, over the years. I've learned a lot from just watching clients go through rounds and 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 rounds of issues and problems. And, um, you know, so as a as a coach, as a teacher, as a intuitive professional, um, even as a marketing consultant, all the different things that I've done, I've been able to witness other people going through their, what they're going through and watch many of the things that I'm discussing on these shows and, and products and stuff work for other people and sometimes not. And so that's why whatever I'm telling you, I'm telling you because you better it out. So um, when you're dealing with a, uh, a perceived failure and you're looking for a second chance, it is always available to you. Now, it may not be, I mean, obviously, you know, my fiance passed away. Did I have a second chance with him? Well, in a way, I actually did because when he passed away, he was my gateway into becoming a medium, and I learned how to communicate um, with the other side because of him and was able to start, you know, journaling with him. And for many years, we communicated quite a bit. So I was able to have a second chance, but in a different way. And so um, he's also sent me new people, you know, where I have maybe not that exact person, obviously, but I've had some amazing experiences with other people who have been, you know, uh, you kind of feel like he sent this guy or that guy, you know. He's just, he, you could feel like even in my dance, because he was a choreographer and even with, with my dancing and things, it, he, I can always tell when he sends someone because it was, you know, there's always some little sign or that person might say a phrase that he said or, you know, there's something. something. And because I am intuitive and very highly fluent, I can pick up on those things and say, ah, okay, yep, that makes sense. And this is the next, you know, the next chapter, you know. So the first thing you can do to um, help yourself is to really be honest with yourself and make a list of what you feel have been your biggest disappointments. Um, you can call them failures if you want, or you can call them, you know, disappointments, um, heartbreaks, these types of things. And I would make a list of everything. 
because that kind of gives you uh, your mental mind a a bit of a clean slate because you're writing it all down. So your mental mind can kind of look at it. Your physical mind can kind of just stare at it and say, okay. And as you go down each one, you just want to see which one registers the amount of emotion or the highest amount of pull or torque on your system. And when you do that, then you know, okay, that's the one. The one that pulls on you the hardest, to be honest, is often the one that has the biggest opportunity for second chances. Um, why? Because it's very, you're having a big reaction to it. There's lots to learn when you're having big reactions to something. And, um, and then often once you do learn whatever it is that you needed to learn at that level, you will then do what we call a spiraling up. And so people think that life goes in a straight line and that time is real and all kinds of other <laughs> non-truths of, of physical living. But um, we have a tendency to think that there's a straight line, you know, okay, we, we, we lost this thing and now we have to start all over again. And, and, and it actually doesn't really work like that. The way that our development works is in a spiral, so it might feel like some people say, I know I already went through this. How could this be happening again? How could this be like the same guy in a different body? I thought I dealt with this in the last one. And so you might think that, okay, I'm going to swap guys. But if you don't change your frequency, you're going to end up with the same person again in a different body. You're going to end up with the same scenario, the same type, the same types of lessons. And so you're sort of spinning in a circle. I call it the washing machine spin. Now, let's say you do um, sort of heal that situation and, and let's say you, you're in a relationship and you have to find your power, and you do, and you break up with this person, but from a place of power, from a place of self-worth, from a place of, you know, I deserve better, the sense of worthiness and whatever, and then you spiral, now you've spiraled up, right? You've kind of ascended because that's what we're looking for is to ascend in the frequencies. So we raise our frequency, which means that we are able to hire to attract higher level um, opportunities and situations into our life. Well, then there's another person that comes in, and it's like, oh, my goodness. It's the all the good parts of the person you let go, but then it's a new person, right? And they don't have the necessarily the the bad stuff of the old person. So you feel like I'm getting a second chance because he has, like, the great uh, uh, qualities of this Brad guy from the past um, the better qualities that he had, but he doesn't have the, uh, you know, the narcissism and he doesn't have the selfishness and whatever, but he does have the great looks and he does have, you know, this excitement about photography like I do. And then you get into the relationship with him and you know this, wait a second, I'm starting to feel see, feel an echo, an echo of something from my past relationship, what's happening. And that's because regardless of the frequency that this new guy started at, you brought the frequency back to where you were. So he'll start reacting to you from your old frequency. And that's your opportunity to shift. Sometimes it's just an opportunity to let you see how far you've come. So maybe you'll see him behave a certain way that seems reminiscent of something else, but then you react differently. It's a second chance. Okay. Now, why is that? Because you're in a new parallel with a new guy, with a new opportunity, with a new scenario, but they're trying to get you to raise your frequency so you can get the full blossoming of this relationship. 
And a lot of people call me on the call in particular and ask me about these engagements and, oh, does he love me and this and that. And it's all about the guy, all about the, what's he thinking about me. Does he love me? Does, is, do you see anything that happens? Total victimization makes me crazy. Total victimization. Um, like like somebody outside of you can force you to behave a certain way when you're choosing every single way that you react is a choice. It is not, you know, it, and it, it's not victimhood. No one's doing anything to you, right? You're choosing as you go along, and you're choosing parallel by parallel, um, line by line. And so um, when, you, when you see these echoes and you're spiraling up, you can look back. So sometimes we get right before we're about to have a huge breakthrough and get those big second chances that we're looking for, we might have a, a little bit of a breakdown where to fall away. When you start to ask for those new second chances, you start to ask for that next big leap, um, you'll find that infrastructures that no longer serve you will break away. So if you're looking for the big, you know, you're, you're tired of your job, you're tired of your job, but you want to move on to a new job, um, but you kind of get sort of stuck in what we call a purgatory parallel where you have one foot in the old job and you only keep it because you're scared about money and you have this false perception that it's security. And then you're scared about where you would want to go, but you know your heart is pulling you somewhere else. So when your frequency in your energy, you start to quit the job. You know, whatever you do physically, you've already done weeks ahead of time energy-wise. So you start to set it up that, you know, because your thoughts and your, your energy always precede what happens in the physical. The physical is the slowest of everything, the slowest vibration. So, you know, as you're considering this, this job, on the one hand, you're hating the old job, and on the other hand, you're desiring a new job. But you, you know, call me and say, oh, do you see a new job for me? But your frequency is completely just all about hating the old job. It's hard to see any kind of anything if you're frequently, because you're, you can say, sure, yeah, there's another job for you, because why wouldn't there be, because there's always going to be another job, but if you're not managing and taking responsibility for the frequency, the second chance of another job is going to look just like the job you have, because whatever your energy you're leaving with is where, you, what you're literally flavoring for the new job. So, for instance, it's kind of like tofu, you know, how you, you cook tofu, it takes on the flavor of whatever you seasonings you add to it, well, that's exactly the same thing when it comes to your energetic frequency. So if you, let's say, lead from a place of anger and freaking out and resistance and drama, you are going to end up in a new place and very quickly the energy will reconfigure itself to be drama and stress and and all these things. So here's the second chance that was an opportunity to be different, but it's only going to be different if you change your frequency by stepping into a parallel reality where it is different. So the way that you do that is just close your eyes and to ask yourself very honestly. I first asked, you know, we talked about the beginning of doing the list of all the different things, and then choosing a category that you want to make this change and you want that second chance. Something that you feel emotional about, something that you feel excited about, something where you say, wow, if I could get a second chance at that, oh, boy, what a, how amazing would that be? And then you want to ask, you know, you can call an angel for this, you know, give you a very simple one, you know, there's lots of advanced ways, but a very simple way, you can just call an angel and or angels to, you know, give you, like angels of truth. 
angels of clarity. You know, everybody gets focused on money. Give me more money and everything will be better. Give me my relationship. Make this guy call me and everything will be better. And it's like, it's about as primitive as you can get. When you ask for an angel of truth, an angel of clarity, an angel of heightened awareness, an angel to support you in having more power in your abilities to manifest. Now we're talking about getting into the kind of parallels where you're going to get these second chances that are really, really feeling uh, very nourishing, feeling very exciting, feeling very expansive. Those are the types of things you want to start asking for. As you get more sophisticated, because a lot of times you know, people come to the show and they're very beginners, but I think this show really attracts a lot of very advanced people too. And I think mostly advanced people, and so at least intermediate. And so you want to have a more sophisticated way of approaching what's going on in your life so that you get higher quality results. And so when you're in a, in a circumstance and you're ready to step into a new circumstance, what you want to do is close your eyes, take a nice deep breath, just sort of you know, count backwards from 10 to 1 just to get yourself into what we call the alpha state. And you want to just envision yourself saying to your best friend, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this worked out. Life gave me a second chance at and fill in your blank and just be celebrating the success of that second time around. Whether it's marriage, you know, relationships, a sport, let's say, you know, my dancing, I was off from my dancing for several years because my partner had left um, to go off on a big TV show. And, and, you know, as I kind of contemplate the ideas of moving back into that, seeing opportunities coming up, I'm like, wow, the quality of second chances is really raising and, and the quality of what's coming to me because my quality of energy is raised. And I'm not going at it for the wrong reasons. I'm not going at it. In fact, I had a, a little bit of a short period of time where I started dancing with somebody else for a little while, um, a couple of years ago, and it was and then I and and it was so cantankerous and it was just not gelling and it was just expensive and just not right. Everything was sort of off, and I wasn't used to that because whenever my dancing was involved, I was I was always so happy, so things would usually flow really well. And this particular person was just a little bit of oil and water, not completely, but just enough. And I realized that it was that I hadn't healed from the one before. I was bringing, it was my frequency that was really jamming things up. And so there was only, I could only go to a certain point with this person because he wasn't allowed to expand himself because I was contracted. You know, energy is only as strong as your weakest link. People say, okay, I want change, but I want change to happen around me. I want change to happen in spite of me. I want to stay the same until the change happens and then I'll change. That's what that's the way most people think. I want to stay the same and then when the change happens, I'll be happy and I'll change. And the change isn't going to happen unless you shift it. And that is many times stepping into the unknown. And so these second chances, what you're doing is, I, I'm a firm believer um, that life always brings you a second chance. Because if if you didn't finish it the first time or you felt a sense of unrest or unfinished business, it's literally you putting a question into your parallels saying, I need another opportunity for this. This particular time frame that this particular person may have expired, but give me an opportunity, give me a second chance. 
And it might take 10 years before you're ready for that to load back in. Sometimes if you really want a life overhaul and you start trying to change a lot of things, a lot of categories of your life, you can have what we call a tower circumstance, a dark night of the soul. I think like everything collapses. You have your relationship, your job, your health, blah, blah, blah. We have like three or four um, life categories that sort of all collapse at the same time. And it's because you normally, when that happens, it's because you've asked for some sort of huge change, some sort of huge difference. Let's say um, <clears throat> you have been making $3,000 a month and you want to make $25,000 a month for you know your work and you really want to make that leap and you want to have a business that does and all that. That $3,000 a month job and that lifestyle and, you know, your little secure paycheck, quote, and putting in an air quotes and all that, evaporates. And you're like, oh, wow. And you're forced onto the path of getting your business started. And so because you're going at it from a place of resistance, you, you're hating your job, you just want out, you want to be able to be free, you've had it, you know, and you, you're constantly saying how much you've had it and you're tired, you don't want to get up in the morning and you're miserable and you're always complaining about the job, you've got a happy hour and complaining about the job, but it's secure, but, you know, there's conflict. And then one day it's almost like your legs get broken and just the job evaporates. And then you're forced onto this path. And there's a part of you that's happy because there's a part of you that knows, the higher self, knows this is my opportunity. There's another part of you that's in the still linear mindset that's terrified of everything that's happening around you, feels like everything's breaking down. This is your opportunity to start to call in your second chance. This is your opportunity to say, okay, I'm stepping into a parallel where I can make this shift with ease. And one of the best things you can do to ease up what seems like a really rocky road to your second chance is to start to look for the joy in the littlest, tiniest things. Should I have apple juice or grapefruit juice for breakfast? Oh, apple juice sounds good. It reminds me of my childhood. Okay, I'm going to drink that. That raises your frequency. Should I have, should I, you know, go to the park? Should I drive past the park today on the way to work or should I just take the highlight? Drive past the park. It makes me happy. It makes me a little, gives me a little bit of visual interest on the way or I feel sacred or whatever. So you choose. And mundane choice by mundane choice, you pick the one that feels better, that feels like a higher frequency. Now you're putting yourself into frequency alignment with a happy version of a new job or new business, as opposed to, oh, my gosh, I lost this job. The universe is against me. Let me call the psychics and tell them tell me when I'm going to get the next job and, you know, and let everybody dictate to me and, you know, and not trust my own intuition and not study for about intuition and just let the universe have its way with me and just crash and burn through all of this and, 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 and just hope that something changes for me and, and you know, I get exhausted just trying to even explain it because it's so far from where my frequency is at this point. And, um, and so take the time to write your list, pick the thing that you really desire, your second chance, and now start to perceive the happiest, most amazing, enlightening, uplifting opportunity possible. And literally, I say, I tell my advanced students, let the parallel have its way with you. Meaning, let the universe configure it. But keep saying yes. So, you're going to follow the breadcrumbs. You're going to keep your frequency as high as you can, maybe going out and exercising, 
you're writing in your journal, you're eating food that you enjoy, you know, you're only being around people that you enjoy being around. You're not trying to force relationships and friendships that are just draining you and heavy just because you've been friends for this long, so you should have stay friends forever just by virtue. You don't need to do anything by virtue. You do it because your frequencies are in alignment and it feels good. And if it feels good and it feels exciting and it feels at least, I call it light and bright, even in the smallest of ways, that's your, that's your yes. If it feels heavy, dark, exhausting, annoying, that's your no. And what you do when you keep saying yes is you give the opportunity for the gateway of that second chance to show up. And when it does, and you get really happy in, let's say, one life category. So let's say all of a sudden the business starts to take off or all of a sudden you get this great job and it's like, whoa. Then you notice, have you ever noticed, um, well, let me finish that sentence. You, You get this great opportunity and then all of a sudden other doors for other parts of your life start to come in. All of a sudden you get the best haircut. And then you have the best dinner, and then all of a sudden you, you meet somebody great who, who really is special, you know, beyond the, the ordinary when it comes to um, relationships. And then, you know, you get an inheritance and money starts to flow, and then all of a sudden you have the new car and it's the one. And so that where it started off as that tower of everything collapsing, now you've transferred into your, your, your kind of um, swarm of second chances where everything's blossoming. Right, you know, God doesn't do. You know, when you look at a tree, it's not just one leaf. There's a huge amount of abundance of leaves, and when they blossom, huge like a cherry tree, and your life can actually look like that. But the in between, from it being, you know, feeling like you're in a pit, to being the blossoming cherry tree, the in between is what we're talking about, and that's frequency alignment. That's choosing the parallels. That's doing the work. That's getting the education. Going beyond the you know, the free radio show and investing in yourself, whether you know, in whether it's buying yourself books or training in whatever life category that is, you have to keep yourself in the game. Even if it's going on YouTube or watching videos, even if it's going I mean, even though I wasn't dancing, I was constantly watching videos. One of my, my best one of my closest friends is current world champion in international Latin dance, so I was, you know, kind of keeping up with her, and and she was always saying, when are you going, when are you coming back to the studio? I'm like, ah, it's been a while, it'll be a while, but the, she, you know, she was always a reminder, there was a, there was at least a fingernail still in it, you know, if it, even if it's just, you can only watch it for the time being, because that's what you can afford to do, if you keep your frequency there, believe me, those doors will open, and you'll get you'll get an opportunity. Now, this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'm going to start taking your calls. Sometimes the opportunity looks different than what you're going to think. In fact, just about all the time. And the opportunity will show itself through what we call a side door. So I know in the past when, you know, you you go and let's say um, you get a job and you, you you have this idea to to for this job that you want and you, this is the idea this is the the big um uh, opportunity that you really want but you see like let's say you want to work for amazon.com but you want to be a marketing manager and but you also have a degree in psychology so you could go in human resources too 
And so you see the job for the human resources come up first. Even though you really want to do marketing, a job comes up for human resources and you get it. Like you apply and it's like, it's there. And you say, oh, I'm here, but gosh, I didn't make it. I didn't make my goal because it's on human resources. It's not marketing. Well, that's not necessarily true because as you go into human resources, you might end up needing someone that you're helping, a marketing manager who's in a division that needs some support from HR and needs some headcount for, you know, a new project. And then you say, you know, I have an MBA or I have a list in marketing and I have this really desire. And because you were the HR person, you got the heads up on it before the job was listed. So now you've gotten in there on a side door, but you would have never gotten the opportunity because now they don't even post the job because they give it to you and you transfer into that to that marketing thing. That actually was a true story. That's what happened to me in ATC when I was working there many moons ago. But it's a side door. Okay, so sometimes the universe will give you something that, that seems like it's a little off, but it's in the right direction, and it's meant for you to take it. And then it gives way, once you're in there, it gives way to the side door that gets you right exactly where you want to be. Because once that happened to me, I started in HR and ended up getting in the Olympics and do sponsorships and promotions and entertainment marketing and advertising and marketing communications, and I ended up doing all of that because I originally started in, in human resources. So moving forward, I want you to recognize that it's all about your frequency first. So many people focus on, um, so many people focus on the how-to and the physical steps and hating everything, and then needing predictions, and, you know, and it just spins you out. And when you literally throw yourself, you know, to a psychic and and say, tell me what's going to happen to me, you're throwing yourself into a parallel of purgatory because you're throwing your power away to somebody else to tell you, quote, what's going to happen to you. Now, the way that you properly use an intuitive, because they're excellent for this, is as a guidepost to say, okay, I have this idea and this idea. I'm feeling this way. I'm wondering about this. What do you perceive? And then look for more validation of what you're perceiving yourself. That's when it's really healthy. And that's what it's for. It's kind of like going to the dentist and you're not telling the dentist, brush my teeth, brush my teeth, my teeth are dirty, brush my teeth, just brush my teeth. The dentist is like, you brush your own teeth, but if you need a root canal, a professional cleaning, or a cavity filled, I'm, you know, I'm all in, right? It's the same thing. So that way, it's an appropriate collaboration with someone who's an expert in that particular thing that you need support in, but it's not a throwaway. You don't go to the dentist and say, I'm never going to brush, I'm never going to floss, I just want you to fix me, I want you to tell me how my teeth are going to do. I don't, no, I didn't brush, I didn't floss, no, I don't care about brushing and floss. All I care about is what you're going to tell me about what's going to happen to me in six months with my teeth. What is going to happen? What's going to happen? Come on. I see this all the time, especially in this business. I, I just live this. I used to. But now it's like, it's like I, I guess because I changed parallels, my clients coming to me don't actually do that anymore. They're much more collaborative. But this is, and that's what I, I really appreciate and kind of demand at this point. But for you, I want you to feel empowered because that's the way your second chances come, okay? It comes from a place of power. And once that frequency is there of power, and like, okay, I'm ready. That opportunity, especially if you're really passionate about it, 
is going to show up. It's going to show up. It may not look exactly like what you thought. It's going to be better, especially if you're managing your energy deliberately and with power and conviction. Okay, so that's that. And um, if you've been waiting on the line, thank you for waiting. If you'd like to call in and ask a question, the number is 347-215-9485. And we will get started, Sam, with some of these questions here. Um, Okay, why don't we start with Julia in Florida. Hi, Julia. Hi, Maury. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you are so welcome. What's your question? Oh, my gosh. I feel like this show was just for me. I'm... Oh, good. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're like singing my life song here. Um, I went through a divorce after being married for 31 years. And oh, I'm, so, no, I'm no longer married. I'm no longer the wife. I'm no longer living in the home that was, you know, our married home. So I've moved from Colorado to Florida, and I'm basically starting over. And I'm trying to, you know, I've taken some time just to regroup and, you know, have a little healing time. But I'm I'm feeling that I need to start, you know, taking some steps to getting myself moving forward. And um, so I'm looking at, you know, trying to figure out what would be a good uh, employment, like, area to start focusing on and also I'm wanting to relocate because I live in Florida toward the middle of the state and I'm really kind of feeling drawn to like the Gulf Coast side closer to the water because it's like I get a lot of peace and tranquility when I'm near water so I like the idea of being closer so I'm getting like quasi plans it's just you know there's a little fear, a little resistance, a little, oh, my gosh, can I do this? Because I just turned 55 last month. So it's just kind of like, you know, ooh, doggy. <laughs> okay, so you have a couple of, you have a couple of um, built-in barriers. One is ageism for yourself, because 55 isn't old. <laughs> it's middle. Yeah. And then you also have an identity thing, because you said, I'm not the wife anymore. I'm not in the family house anymore. Um, and then you have the age thing. So those three things, just those three things are huge walls you have that are blocking the flow of your new ideas. That's one of the reasons why you're having nervousness around it is because, you know, what? listen, when you're in a marriage for 35 years, be it good or be it not good, it's an identity right you you perceive yourself as the wife and you were in the house <laughs> you know and yep. so that's who i am is the wife in the house with the man yeah. <laughs> and yeah. all of that down in the florida uh oh i don't like florida <laughs> help me me i have to need, I need water i'm landlocked again you know this kind of thing so i think that on the on the other side you are experiencing your true higher self, your your calling. You know, we have our, 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 a lot of people call it higher self, infinite self, but that bigger version of you that's helping you to navigate. It's saying over here. So this way, <laughs> you're, you're going to find more of you because that's ultimately what you're looking for. 
okay, is to be able to find more of your authentic you, to be able to get more access to that higher self and have more communion with that higher self so these decisions feel more like a surgical glove fit instead of this, like, trepidatious, you know, obstacle course that you feel like you're on. And so um, asking in your prayer work, in your meditation work, for a clearer connection to that inner voice is the first thing you want to do. And it gives you signs and symbols and synchronicities that will help you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this particular opportunity, whatever that is, as you go, you know, decision by decision by decision, is the right decision for you. So employing your inner voice in your decision-making is definitely right. Now, one of the reasons why you're being drawn to the water is because water is an amplifier of energetic information. If you ever want your, your intuition to be amplified, like on loudspeakers or surround sound, get yourself near a body of water. So just by you having that craving, that desire, and trying to operationalize that, is you listening to your higher self. Now, what's interesting to me is how you made the marriage, even the divorce, and the house sound very solid. But when you say, I'm in Florida, and I'm thinking about the Gulf, you know, I'm thinking about the coast and the water and all this, and you said, did you say feeble plans or trepidation? There was some weaky kind of word you... What did you say? Quasi, right? Quasi plan. plan. I'm I'm trying to trying to formulate a plan. I'm just, you know. Yeah, and you know what? You don't have a plan. That's the point. In spiritual work, in energy work, when, what you're being led to, you're looking for a whole GPS map, and the way that spirit works is they give you, you are here like a mall map, and then they give you one dot. And you take that dot, and then they say, okay, here's the next dot. And you take that dot, and they say, here's the next dot. So your quasi-plan is quasi because they're not going to give you a whole plan. You've got to take the dot to the dot to the dot. Why? Because as you do, you're kind of getting on this, like, they're trying to lead you to what's going to be the highest frequency, happiest opportunity for you. You made a huge leap by leaving what seems solid behind. There's no question that you're on your way to much higher and elevated things. So what I would suggest you do is first of all, have a little patience with yourself. Second of all, your plans are meaningful and powerful and not quasi anything. Okay? They're, they're important. And I would surround yourself, I would get, you know, books and do a lot of reading, take some workshops and sort of find that support system of other people who've been through what you've gone through and how and ask them how they got it. You just, I think you need a little camaraderie. Your energy feels a little isolated. That's okay. That's very normal for this. Sometimes you end up in like this monastic kind of a life mm-hmm. as you're learning how to find your inner voice. This is very, very normal. And because you can't find your inner voice with, it's very hard. I don't think you can't, but with husbands and kids and da, 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 all these things, your inner voice is way off because you're so busy taking care of everything and everybody and there's a lot of distraction and that feels kind of safe. And then when you're sort of with yourself, all of a sudden it's like, uh, okay, is this real? <laughs> because it's not about someone else. So I'm going to have to jump to the next person. I know I rambled a bit, but I hope that's giving you a little bit of insight. And I would just yeah, suggest you continue to do your journaling, um, you know, 
spent a lot of time in the bookstore when I was going through similar types of things. I spent all my time in the bookstore reading and just literally asking the universe, asking the guys, what do I need to know most right now? And just going to the bookstore and literally letting books sort of come to me. And I was just led on this path. Just play with that and you won't be led wrong. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thanks for taking my call. Oh, you are welcome. Good luck with everything. Okay, so next we have Tana in Buffalo. I don't, I don't know if I said your name right. I don't know if Sam wrote it right. Yes. Hello, Tana. Hello. 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 Thank you so much for taking my call. You're so welcome. Hello? How do you pronounce your name? Yes, I'm here. Uh, that's Tana. With a, it's like Tana. Donna, but okay. with a T. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yep, you wrote it right. <laughs> What's your and I, I, I thank the gentleman for allowing me to go into queue, and I thank you for 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 picking up my call. I am um, sixty. I'll be sixty-four years old in December. Okay. okay. And so you'll probably have a lot of us out there, but we're speaking from me, of course. We're probably kind of embarrassed to call and. And at this stage in our life, be kind of fumbling, so to speak. I'm, I'm really uh-huh. working on on that frequency alignment, and it is truly yes. awesome. Um, I was in that uh, middle generation where I was caught between uh, being a caregiver and a parent, and um, yes. had to leave had to leave my career when I was at the top. And I do it again. I do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The same generation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm so close to. Um, I think right now I'm maybe in that tower collapsing period that you spoke of, and yes. um, I, I'm just ooh wondering. I I just I keep teeter tottering in terms of my vibrations, yes. and yes, I think that's what my big problem is. Just when I'm there, like ET touching that finger. I yeah. Lose it again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I wish I could afford to make you my uh, to come on as your um you're my uh my my uh, counselor period uh, my <laughs> but I'll take what I can get. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I've been clear enough, but well, the, my yeah, life you coach. Think, yeah, the first thing you, the first big mistake you said was calling Sam a gentleman because he's not. But that's that was nice of you to say that. That's my producer. I just had to I just had to rib him. <laughs> now he's yelling at me in Skype. Um, but no, he's he's a good guy. We love Sam. And the second thing is, um, I think that I think one of your challenges in your frequency is your. Um, your ageistness with yourself because, honestly, frequency never stops regardless of age. Age is just a, a human chronology. And, and, and what you're doing when you say that about yourself is you are putting a limitation based on a society's measurement of success. In, um, and what I'm getting very strongly for you is that when we're working in frequencies with frequencies, we must adopt our own brand new measurements of success. And in your generation, measurements of success 
family and honoring your elders and getting a good education and having a good job for a long time and retirements and pensions and all that kind of stuff, you know, there was a line of like a ladder of what is considered okay to consider yourself successful and then what is not. Frequency alignment was kind of not in that list. <laughs> so um, because it, it was, you know, it's kind of after that time, right? So right. as you move forward, the first thing you need to do is, you know, the things that are dropping away, you're saying, you know, tower. I understand when people pass away and that type of thing. Of course, that's, that's very difficult. But you've done your job with that. And then your frequency, um, th- this whole frequency alignment means that when you, since you're adopting this path and you're listening to this type of show, the first thing you have to do is adopt a new set of what you consider to be success criteria for yourself because then you have a much stronger chance of winning than okay. if you say, you know, because in the in the old success measurement, 64 is washed up. You guys, you know, I'm 55, like it's a big cataclysmic thing. You're saying, I'm 64, I'm worse than her. I, you know, like, really? Like, what's happening? You know? And it's like, like this apology, oh, and I shouldn't be doing this work because, oh, I'm too old. Come on. If anything, it's an awesome time. You've already proven yourself. You've already taken care of the people you're supposed to take care of. So is she, 36 years, this is all wife, this is all house. Uh, the, you know, come on. This is about this is not, not about the anything. This is about allowance. This is about the path of most allowance, the freedom to allow things to come as they come. And like we were talking to Alaska, we are saying you're trying to have, number one, you have measurements of success that are not your own, that are somebody else's, and that somebody else's could be parents, could be family, it could be um, your culture, it could be society, okay? it could be where you grew up, whatever, but those are measurements of success you need to really look at and ask, ask yourself, what really is important to me at this point? Is it making sure that I meet everybody else's checks and balances, or is it that I have a, an incredible day? When I went to um, meet my this uh, new dancer guy I was trying out with, he said to me, what is it you want to accomplish? And in the old days, I would have said, I want to do nationals, I want to do worlds, I want to, <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to be a star. And this time I said, I want to feel joy, and I mm. want to lose track of time. Mm. That's it. And everything mm. else will take care of itself. Mm. And those were my, Mari's measurements of success. Now, when I was going for, you know, this trophy and that whatever, I was going for, I got to prove to my family that I could do this. So it was their measurements of success, not mine, right? So I took the power back of what was my passion, and it's 100% mine. So I think that's the big thing for you. And then age doesn't matter because mm-hmm. the Tana in you is this little kid who's just like, wow, I've got a lot of things off my back now, and i got all kinds of opportunity, and am I allowed to do this or am I not being dutiful? Okay, what else am I supposed to do? And, mm-hmm. well, I'm 64, so there's got to be a list. You know, come on. Mm-hmm. There's not, mm-hmm. especially not with frequency alignment. So what I would suggest is um, find your own measurements of success. And the other thing that I would highly caution you um, is to be willing to let a plan unfold for you mm. as opposed to feeling like you're a failure without a plan. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. The allowance part in old measurements of success that I'm sure you were raised with is you're being irresponsible. You don't have a plan. What do you mean? You don't know what you're going to do next. Who are you? Well, I'm Tana. When I left corporate America, I had a big um, position and I had budgets and all these things and decision-making power and everybody wanted to know because I had these budgets and I could buy sponsorships and stuff. And when I quit that job, people say, well, who are you with? And I'm like, my name is Maureen. Well, what's your name? My name is Maureen. Well, who are you with? My name is Maureen. You know, I'm like, who cares? In the past, it was literally you could go to a cocktail party and say, oh, oh, hi, hi. Well, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Who are you with? Oh, I'm with ATT. Oh, I'm with Merck. And then, oh, you're with ATT. You're with Merck. Okay, well, what do you do there? Oh, I'm in sponsorships. Oh, I'm in promotion. And then somebody else comes. Oh, hi, who are you with? Oh, I'm with GE. And then they go to introduce you and they realize, oh, what's your name? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. It's, it's you are leading with your company. Mm-hmm. So you were part of the widget system, mm-hmm. and they want to know: Do I, if I know you, am I going to get something? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. As opposed to, if I know you, who are you? So what I said, they said, well, who are you with? And I said, Mari. And they said, what's your name? And I said, Mari. And they're like, what? Well, what do you do? Be happy. I'm happy. That's what I do. I do happy. <laughs> what? Oh, I love it. Can't, and 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 my mother. You are the most insane rebel. I can't take it anymore. You lost your mind. You need to get better. Your mental health better. Don't go telling people you're Mari. You know, it's like okay. It's like a, a car, a, like a, a massive sin to be Mari. You know, but oh, God. that I and, and then I started as I got more confident. People said, "Well, uh, what do you do? What do you need me to do?" <laughs> I do a lot of oh. things. And I listened to them. I said, what do you do? And they said, oh, I'm in corporate. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm a consultant. And they said, oh, I'm in metaphysics. I love energy work. Oh, well, I'm a psychic. Oh, okay, well, I love horses. Oh, well, I'm, I ride horses. Oh, okay. It could be, I could just be whoever I need to be, whatever I needed to be. And it was okay because my measurement of success is being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, as whoever I want to be. That's my measurement of success. I'm fine just being a chameleon to wherever situation I'm in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? That's gotcha. your freedom. And you've earned that. So you don't have to worry about do you deserve it or am I crazy. You earned it. That's where the 64 comes in in your favor. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. I, so I'm going to jump I, off, but I hope that's okay. helped. <laughs> I thank you. Thank you so kindly. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. Thanks for calling in, and good luck with everything. Call back in and let us know how it goes. Okay, I think we have about, um, who else is left here? Do we have somebody else? Okay, uh, Vicki in Utah. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Mari. Thanks for taking my call. Hello. You're Hello. welcome. What's your question? Hey, uh, we have about well, four I'm minutes, sound- so what's your question? Okay, I'm, I'm sounding like a lot of the same as the other two ladies. Um, um, for the first time in 43 years, I'm on my own. I've raised yep. children and grandchildren and elderly parents. My mother passed away a year ago, and it's like oh. um, I'm I'm stepping out. Like, what am I supposed to do? I do have your yep. book, and I'm enjoying reading it. 
So I'm sure oh, I'll good. get some insight on that. But um, I'm real depressed. I cry all the time because it's hard to snap out of the role that you've played. And I'm going to be 60, I'm 61. So like since I was 18 years old, I've re- been responsible for somebody. Now I'm not. Right. What do I do with myself? I hate, 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 You're... hate my job. I'm retiring in uh-huh. July, but I don't know if I'm going to last. So anyway, I know we just have a few minutes, but. <laughs> well, I think the first thing for you, and, and I think you'll get a lot out of reading, finishing off the book, but I think the first thing for you is to start to value you and find you. I think you're crying because you, you're mourning a title and a role, but you're also being introduced, reintroduced to you. And you're so far, you haven't considered who you are since you're 17. It's time to go back to the 15-year-old version of you who wasn't taking care of all these people and ask her what she wanted because now she gets a voice again. And you might want to go back to the 10-year-old. There's a chapter in my book called Right Livelihood. And it's towards the middle to the end of the book. It's, it's a, it, it, or it might be called something else, but it has the word right livelihood in it. I think I'm um, reading that right now. Okay, good. Well, you're in the right yeah. chapter. <laughs> because okay. it's, you're, you are. It's, it's okay to cry. The crying is the cleansing and the healing. And it's actually crying is raising your frequency because you're letting go. And the thing that you have to get over is the all, your own self-hatred of Vicky. Because you're saying that unless I have somebody to take care of, now I've got nobody. And that's mm-hmm. not true. You know, now there's always animal shelters and rescues. You can create things to take care of. Believe me, there's plenty out oh. there. Oh, <laughs> well, I have one. I have one of those. <laughs> I do have a Good. dog. So I'd like to get rid of. Yeah, but anyway, so your dog is. Yeah. So what I would suggest is that um, you really do some work around self-love and around. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but that a lot of it is giving yourself a voice again and journaling and doing some art and getting out in nature and allowing your days to unfold. I think you're a little confused because you're so used to having these roles. And just like I said to Tana, create your new measurements of success for you, about you. And you have all the permission in the world. You're going to what I call the um, displaced caregiver syndrome, Mm -hmm. which when you've taken care of people for that long, um, you, you find your engines from other people needing you. And then Correct. when you don't, you... Like, yeah, I feel abandoned. Evaporate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because you're, aban- you're abandoning yourself. There's somebody who needs way more care than any of those people, all those people put together, and that's Vicky. Usually we do for others what we need really done for ourselves. Yeah. So reverse engineer it and say, okay, what would I be doing for my family, my parents, my kids, my grandkids? What would I be doing for them? Okay, that's what Vicky needs now. Go down and write a list of everything you'd be doing for them, washing the clothes, baking nice sweet cookies, listening when they're crying, kissing the boo-boos, all the different things you're doing, changing bed, whatever it is. We don't need the bedpan part, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And now that's put that list down for you making sure they're entertained, making sure they're enriched, making sure they're, they're exposed to wonderful things around the world, you know, making sure they have wonderful food and healthy, you know, good, clean water and all those things. Now, apply, now put, take all those people's names out of the patient. Put yourself in there at the top of that list. Now look and say, would Vicki like this, 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 and this? 
and make your top like five to ten priorities and do those for yourself. You'll find when you start to engage her, she's going to let you know pretty quick because your inner child is going to come out of the closet you have her locked in, and she's going to say, guess what I love? I love painting. I love writing. I love to ride a bike or whatever it is, and off you go. And then you'll meet people along the way, and you won't be so lonely. But it's time. This is a monastic period for you, meaning that you get pulled off of the main drag so that you could find this voice. And the crying and the tears are good. Keep it coming, and they'll dry up. They won't last forever like that. So I'm going to have to jump off because Sam's going to kill me. But I hope that this has been a little helpful, and enjoy the rest of the book. Thank you. I will. Thank you. Okay. Take care. All right. So we have come to the end of another AHA Moments radio show. Please, please, please go to theahaway.com to get a copy of our free version of the AHA Factor online course. And we will see you here same time next week. The motto that I always love to do at the end of the show is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.